0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another character episode and Lawful Stupid Campaign Three. So today we have one of your favorite boys, definitely more favorite than Dwayne, is Shane Saw. You know him from campaign one as Christoph, you know him from campaign two as a DM. But in this campaign, you'll be who? I'll
1: be uh Lucian Wright, uh the cleric
0: cleric and so we've had a lot of people in the discord who have been trying to just figure out who everybody was going to be before this happened and i'm just i'm just i can't wait to see the the chatter on how right or wrong they were when we get there What what was your motivation for being a cleric
1: uh, I've I always loved clerics um, so much. They are such a versatile and wonderful class that I'm really into. Um, you told us uh, before we started recording that this would be a more role play heavy um, mm-hmm. campaign, and I I like a lot of the spells that clerics have. Not so much for combat, but for for out of combat encounters. So I I love the idea of going to a village and, and seeing a, a, a frail woman and being like restoration you're cool now you're starving <laughs> create fruit and water i'm here for you i'm a cool dude
0: perfect And i think yes it will be very much uh roleplay based um because i'm not great with combat so <laughs> there you have it It's only one way to get good well we're gonna do cinematic theme mostly let's get into your episode my dude okay So, as we did for Abon's episode, kind of a four-part setup for your character to get some backstory, some some insight into who they are, why they are the way they are. So, part one, um, and and I'll know when to jump in. So, just take it away part one is kind of the day and the life of Lucian Bright. So, you you tell me what you got going on. What what does Lucian like to do on a day to day basis? What's he about? Well,
1: I don't, it really depends on the day. I think Lucian wakes up. Um he, he he lights himself a cigarette. Uh, Lucian, I'll describe him, shall I? You shall. He's a a, a human lad. Um, he uh, wears what you would typically think of the garb of a Catholic priest. Um, however, he the uh, the the where the black would be uh, is like a dull faded red, and where the the white would be on the collar, it's like a a golden yellow, and um, he's got. You know, tan skin. He's got like dirty blonde hair that's mm-hmm. stuck up in a, in a, in a quiff hairstyle. What they call it? Youth's. You got me. Youth's. He's got a, yeah. He's got a quiff hairstyle, um, and I think he, you know, rolls out of bed. He he stays at the local uh, at the local temple. You know, he's got a room and board there because uh, he is a. Uh, it, it's interesting to talk about um, clerics versus priests. Because not all clerics are priests, and not all priests are clerics. In fact, most priests aren't clerics. Clerics are chosen um, by their god to be an avatar for their abilities. Um, huh. But our, our, our sweet boy, uh, Lucian, is is both a cleric and a, a priestess. his profession as well. So that's kind of how he earns his keep. And um, he's definitely the most junior member there among the clergy. Um, he's definitely... Almost a little bit of an outcast, really quiet, kind of keeps to himself um, in that atmosphere. but he spends all of his free time kind of in the city. Um, and he's, he's got a really good relationship with the people I think. I think that you know he's, he's always bringing you know bread and goods uh, to the to less fortunates and, and he, he's really trying to build that sense of community.
0: Yeah, I, and I think so. This is us kind of like making this up right now, but Lucian Bright is in the city of Taggart. It's a it's a larger city. Um, it is on the um, if you're looking at the map, it would be like pretty far west as you can go um, on the continent that it's on. It sits um, basically most of it is inside of a cliff underground, sort of that way. So a lot of the sunlight hits the side of a cliff, um, and that's where a lot of the light comes in. But most you, to get into the city, you would have to go. Like through this gated area, the stone walled area with with guards and whatnot, and then get access down into the city. There are various layers of this town. And so the layer that you would be at where there's a lot of impoverished, um, where you spend a lot of time, maybe you live a little further down. Because the further down you go, the more money you have. Um, And so maybe you're mid-tier, a little higher, but you definitely work in one of those first, second level uh, places of Taggart. And you specifically... um, were chosen by the the goddess of light, Nova. Is that right? right? Yeah. Okay. Our lady of light. Excellent. So, in a day in the life, what would you be doing in Taggart? Yeah,
1: I think that, um, you know, one of of his favorite things to do is definitely to visit the orphanage. Um, Nova teaches us that uh, everyone has a light, but children are the most pure, undimmed Perfect, beautiful light. Um, so to be able to, to bring any sort of joy to these um, these orphans, these these impoverished children here in Taggart, it's just his favorite thing. So he, I think, kind of does like their Sunday school, um and so he he goes out there and he's teaching them, you know, very simple stuff about you know the whole pantheon of, of, of all the gods. Um, but you know, I think I think he's sneaking in some sweets. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's, he's he's ooh look I got a doll ooh look at this here's a here's a little train here's a little wooden train. Uh,
0: and so who who were one of the one of your favorite kids there? Who's who's like one kid that always sticks out to you? <sighs> Man,
1: Tosh is my sweetheart. She really is. She is. Um, her parents both. Uh, very recently, uh, they were they were very devout. They they would uh, they would come to church, and I think that. Lucian definitely had a relationship with them, but they, uh, they, they passed away recently. Um, they, they worked on the railroads and um, kind of a hazardous life sometimes. So not having anywhere else to go, Tasha did wind up on the orphanage. But uh, I, th- I think that Lucian can't help but to give her a little bit more attention. Hmm.
0: Okay. And so a day in life looks like Lucian's just doing what Lucian does best in giving of himself And so he travels pretty much daily. Uh, There may be some other times he's got some work to do, but any extra time he gets, finds his way on over to this orphanage, particularly to see Tosh uh, whenever he gets a chance.
1: Yeah, I think think that he's really known about town. Uh, I think I don't think there's anybody that would really not recognize him. I, it, he probably rushes to get his chores done, like wakes up at like 4am super early, gets all the stuff he's got to get done as part of his you know, job and then he, he hits the streets until late and comes back and crawls mm-hmm. into bed and does it all over again.
0: Uh, so a man who... Experiences almost daily what it feels like to just be going to bed because you're physically mentally emotionally have given it your all throughout the day
1: I, I think that it's the only way that he can sleep because uh, we're really getting some deep character stuff uh, let's do it Lucian is uh, afraid of the dark um, uh, it's as this powerful spiritual residency has with the lady of light and all things bright it it's affected him to the point where, whenever he's away from that, he feels like he's away not only from safety, but also away from the love of his goddess and the love and the light of the people that he's built around him. So in those quiet moments in the dark where he's trying to fall asleep, those are the hardest for him. So if he's exhausted when he flops into mm-hmm. bed and he can avoid that great. if not, he's usually got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth with a, a, a light cantrip cast on the cherry as he just mm. wiles away the hours.
0: <laughs> Man, It's so good. Thanks. So part one, you've got it. That's the day in a life. So part two on a particular day, same thing up at four, finishing all the chores you can around, um, what, your house? The the monastery? What would you call it's, it? It's a temple. <laughs> Around the temple? Yeah, yeah. So, temple there, and you finished and, and you're heading, uh, and you notice like a smile, where you maybe just had just a, a stone-walled look as you do your chores, knowing you're done, a smile creeps across your face, you're going to see Tosh, you're going to the orphanage, and you've got a special gift for her today something you found what was it
1: Uh, she has a sweet tooth in fact she has very few of her of her baby teeth left that aren't (laughs) riddled with cavities because she just is she's she likes sweets and I uh, I got my hands on a a trader pot came by with uh, some hard molasses candy and I know that she's gonna flip when she sees it
0: excellent so you've got some hard molasses candy and as you come near the um, the orphanage you see some of the um, the caretakers kind of outside shooing the kids back in uh, and there seems to be there's a man who's got on like cowboy boots a really nice hat and, and every time he takes a step he's got like spurs on so they could ching ka-ching, ka-ching. Um, he's wearing a pistol belt with, with bullets and that a couple pistols on each hip. it's kind of like it's kind of leaned uh, very McCree style-esque uh, character he's even got a big cigar in and he's got a few other fellows who are with him in tow Um, and as you come up, um, the, the caretakers, older, older human women are kind of, uh, one or two are crying again, they're shooing the kids back inside and that's what you see as you approach.
1: I think that, um, obviously concerned, um, but maybe a little bit apprehensive, Lucian's going to approach one of the caretakers to kind of see what's going on. He's going to say, um, Belinda, um, uh, what, what's happening?
0: Ah, oh, I mister It's it's so terrible. This man say he's going to take orphanage away from us.
2: No, sh- surely not. Uh Who is he?
0: He said he work for a railroad and that he he planned to to destroy this place to to build up a train tracks to come to town. This spot specifically.
1: No. Um. You you attend to the children. I, I I'll speak. To, do you know what his name is?
2: He calls himself Nick. Nick. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm gonna talk to Nick. You uh you get the kids inside. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh and and then I'm I'm gonna approach this and I think it's kind of apprehensively. Um, not exactly a, a an imposing figure, Lucian. He kind of uh stridles up, like, hands in his pockets. Um, He's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, lit, but not really drawing on it. Um, uh, Excuse me, Mr. Nick?
0: And he, he, I think he's talking to his guys and maybe he's pointing at something, but his back is to you as he's pointing at all these different areas within the the orphanage, the structure itself, the grounds that it's on. Um, And and upon you saying that, he turns and and he kind of, like, flicks ash off a cigar, puts it back to his mouth and says, yeah, how can I help you? Hello, um,
1: it's good to meet you. My name is Lucian. I am a uh, a priest at the local temple. Um, I've I've heard a, a rather troubling rumor, and I just wanted to to get to the bottom of it.
0: Well, go on, I ain't got all day. Uh, well, some of the
1: folks they were they were concerned. That and I this I know this sounds crazy.
0: They, Spit it out, boy.
1: Uh, sorry. Um, that you were going to uh tear down the orphanage to, to put train tracks in?
0: Boy, you got two good ears, because that's exactly what I'm going to do.
1: Surely there's uh, another way. This is, they know uh, where else to go, these children.
0: Well, that's precisely why I'm, I'm putting it in right here. These children got nothing else to do, and I got people who need to work the railroads. Guess who gets to be the ones to work them railroads?
1: Are, um, Miss Nick, are you a, a man of faith by any chance?
0: Yeah, the the almighty uh, gold piece, that's who I worship. Ah, uh,
1: well, uh the, sh- the shine of gold can be alluring, but there is a, a brighter light in this world. Our Lady of Light, she... She proclaims that children are the purest and most beautiful light that exists within our world. And and you would dull that light with with work and, and toil? This is the only chance at innocence they'll ever have. Don't you remember when you felt that
0: pure
2: innocence and joy of youth?
0: Hmm. He kind of looks down. He says, Nope, don't care. Um... Anyways, I gotta get back to work here, bud. We we gotta make some last minute uh, orchestrations go down. So if you, if you don't have anything else, father, pre, I don't know what to call you. You can just call me Lucian. Lucian, pretty name. Uh, I don't. I gotta be getting.
1: When um when does the
0: destruction take place? Woof, I mean, if I had it my way, and, oh, you know what I do. And actually, in two weeks' time, we'll be uh, we'll be making sure that this place I mean, we're we're gonna fancy up this city a little bit more. It's been dirty for far too long, and I'm gonna be the man to help change it. You talk about light, well, you'll be able to see this place for miles.
1: Um, I think I thank you for your time, Mr. Nick. I will um, I will call on you tomorrow.
0: Well, you better catch me early because I'm riding out as early as I can get out of this dusty old place. You're
1: you're leaving? You're not going to oversee the...
0: Oh, I'll be back. I'll be making trips back and forth and back and forth, but I... No, I, I pay people to do that, son. I see. Is, is there anything that I
1: can say or do to change your mind?
0: And he pulls out like a scroll and he hands it to you. Uh, and if you were to open that it is an application to join the railroad crew that will help be busing, like building the tracks on the way here. He goes, yeah, sure, put your name on that and I'll I, I pay you a fair wage.
1: No, I mean to change your mind about tearing down the off.
0: Yeah, about exactly zero things would change my mind, so uh, I'll be on my way. Good day to you, uh, uh, Luce, Lucifer. Thank you, sir. And, um, I think maybe you still go into the the orphanage.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Lucian's got to see the kids. Um, he's gonna do his best. It's, it's okay. Um, everything's gonna be all right. I talked to Mr. Nick, and we're gonna we're gonna work this out.
0: Um, and and Tosh is there, and she's kind of her. How old is Tosh? would you say?
1: Um, six. I would say she's probably six six years and three months
0: old. Oh gosh, I had six months, but I'm trying to figure out a three-year-old, uh, three-month-old. year old 3 Okay. Tosh, kind of by yourselves, says,
2: Mr. Lucian, um, the, the railroad took my mom and dad, and now they're going to take me too, aren't they?
1: No. Um, the, the railroad, it didn't really take your mom and dad. They're
2: With the gods now. The railroad, it's just some
1: thing. It's a bunch of steel. But it can't take who we are. It's not going to take you. I won't let it.
2: I love you, Mr. Lucian. Love
1: you too, Tasha. I got you something.
0: More candy, and she smiles, and those just rotten teeth are gleaming at you. Well, they're not rotten, but you know, yeah, they're (laughs) They're not in the best condition.
1: Yeah, more candy. Fit molasses.
0: She takes it, and she just starts digging into it. And I imagine you're you're probably sharing it with with her as well in that moment.
1: I don't care for sweets. What? Yeah, years of smoking cigarettes have just deteriorated Mm. my taste buds to the
0: point where. So I'm talking about people, deep character development episode in this episode so (laughs) head back home and and that is swimming through your mind for the next you know that that entire night i i don't um
1: i I definitely don't think lucian sleeps i think he is up all night just praying and praying and just trying to find any sort of guidance um that he can for what he can do
0: in the middle of the night a, a time i'd say even early morning when no one is out and about and no one comes to your place, especially. Um, Are you at the temple? Do you live at the temple? Yeah, I do.
1: I live in the temple, um, like the basement. It's like a storage area. um, And it's where, like, if there were any other super young priests or initiates, like most of the priests are older. The only reason why Mm -hmm. Lucian gets to kind of hold that title is because he is a cleric uh, and he can perform these miracles. Um, And... So they, they kind of just toss me in the basement with, like, dry goods.
0: <laughs> uh, I think you hear a knock at your door. Uh, hello, father? And the door opens. And in steps, uh, and I didn't describe him in the first episode, but he's just, he's a pretty nondescript human male. He's wearing a nice suit, uh, black suit tie. And sunglasses, even inside this, you know, and it's, it's, I imagine it's, it's lit, but it's dimly lit in your room. Is that right? Correct. Steps in and closes the door. and He says, don't be alarmed. I come from an organization. Um, and at first, the way I was going to approach you was a little bit different, but I witnessed your interaction with one Mr. Nick Tangle today. Um, I'm with an organization that seeks to find the troubles of the world, not necessarily the troubles you are experiencing. Things much, much bigger, much more dire, if they are allowed to exist or if they show up in this timeline, in this, in this world. Um, but we need people who have a special set of skills. And Lucian, your skills have, well, no pun intended, come to light for us and my organization is interested in your abilities that you have not yet nearly peaked on as an individual. Now, I understand that you have some affection for the orphanage that you visit today, perhaps the children inside as well. My offer to you is unrelated in that we would simply ask that you join us in stopping one bad man who can exist like that all over the world. And beyond that, the greater items, the greater dangers and perils that exist, we think that you would be a formidable asset for us.
1: I, I don't know what I, I can do for you.
0: What do you do for those kids every day that you visit?
1: I try to give them hope, genuine affection things they don't have.
0: And why do you rush off every single day to that orphanage? A place that usually is filled with with lack of hope. With It seems desolate. It seems like a place where people leave the things they don't want. The forgotten things.
1: You just, you just said it. They don't have it. They need it. So I give it to them.
0: What do you get in return?
2: A good night's sleep. Hmm.
0: Lucian, if you will, for a moment, imagine that the world in its entirety is an orphanage. There are people all over. Groups of people. Nations, cities, states, whatever it might be, there there are sects of of, of populations who are very representative from that orphanage and need people just like you who say to themselves, I can make a change here. And at the end of the day, if all you gets a good night's rest, well, I'd say it's a pretty good exchange. That's what we seek to do.
1: I want to help you. Um, it, It sounds like your cause is noble, but if I leave here, then they have less than nothing.
0: As is often my duty in recruiting, I am able to help you take care of, make a request to us, anything you want in your absence, because if you choose to come with us, you will be effectively dead. That's how people will know it to everyone around you. You'll leave this world, they think, to join us. And so in exchange, we often say, and and we deliver on this what can we do for those you love if you were to leave and come with us i i don't know
1: how powerful your organization is uh, i i have in my heart for every child of the gods on this earth so uh, i i would settle um for taggart if you could Take care of the people here, especially the kids. Um
2: Did you say I would be dead?
0: People will know you as, as dead. You won't be dead. Oh. Every, your existence everybody? to everyone you know you will cease to exist. Oh.
1: Um but if I do that. Then I go with you, and I can help people who need me. And you'll take care
2: of Taggart.
0: Yes. Would you what, tell me this, Lucian? What do you require specifically for Taggart? Um. Well.
1: Do you, do you have something to write with
0: he snaps his fingers and like a pad comes through his hand oh. and a pin as well um go on
1: so first and foremost uh, the the railroad it can't it can't tear down the orphanage um, and put the railroad through there that would that can't happen um, and okay well Tasha especially um, she's been through so much um, so she could be taken care of. Um, there's old Mrs. Wendt. She lives on the first level. She, um, she can't get mm-hmm. around so much anymore. So she uh, needs someone to bring her groceries. Um, and she doesn't always have a lot of coin. Um, so I usually do that for her on Thursdays. Um,
0: and I, I th- So I figured this, <laughs> this goes on for some time. And he, without missing a beat, he writes it all down. And kind of give him like one last item in this long laundry list of things.
1: Um, and then, um, well, I ha- I mostly what I do around here is just chores, but um, they could probably use another acolyte just to kind of somebody's the old priest, they, they kind of need like a whipping boy. Um, so if they were somebody to do like scout work, it would make them feel better. Hmm.
0: Lucian, what I can guarantee you is all of the items leading up to your last request. I think we'll have to leave that one up to specifically the uh, the priest here. But I can promise you that all other requests will be filled. The railroad will not come through. Those kids will be taken care of. And Mrs. What's her name on the first floor again? Mrs. Wynn. Mrs. Wynn. She will have plenty of groceries for years to come.
1: And he kind of just... I think just, like he's been very tense this whole time. He kind of just relaxes and his shoulders drop. And he's had like this stub of a cigarette hanging off of his lip. And as he just relaxes, it just falls to the floor and kind of just snubs itself out. Oh, well then, what do you need from me?
0: We'll be back to get you in an undisclosed amount of time. You will have, we'll give you, one month to prepare. So, of course, you can't tell anyone about us, of course, and we'll know, we'll be watching, so don't do that, please. And, and that's not a threat. We can erase your memory, so to say, and um, it would just be about us. We just would want you to know. And you would go back to your normal life. If you say no, you'll just be living your life normally. You would have never met me and things would be just as they are for you now. But if you choose to so, and, and it seems like you may be on board now, we'll be back in it. a month. And it may be two months before we come back, but at least one month you are given.
1: Okay. Thank you. You, uh <laughs> I feel like
2: Do the answer to my prayers. Thank you.
0: And he he, he kind of looks up. I don't know if you have some. Do you have anything like um, dedicated to Nova in your? There's there's uh, room a there's there? a
1: candle um, that has been with uh, Lucian since he moved here, and since then it has been one flame that he's lit from candle to candle to candle, keeping the same flame alive the mm-hmm. entire time. That is kind of his his. Idol as he as he prays to, uh, to Nova.
0: He looks at that and he says, um, we need more people like you on our team. And he turns and he walks out the door and then you hear like a, a, a popping sound, you see a bright light come underneath the door quickly. And then you hear nothing else. It's just the normal silence or whatever it is that you would normally hear. So then we transitioned. You were able to fall asleep that night um, after being up so late, but you don't get much sleep. Uh, again, it was early morning. So you're if you're up at four, I, I, a couple I think hours. He's,
1: he's up even earlier because he feels like he's only got this month and he's kind of got to kick it into overtime to make sure everything is as good as it can be before he leaves.
0: Yeah, so Lucian is, is running around, maybe having conversations with people, making it seem like he's going to go on a trip, like he's got to go on some um, some j- spiritual journey almost. Do and so, it's, it's, yeah, I'm going I'm, to expect me to be gone. So he's kind of laying that foundation. Um, but one person we've got to see you talk to is Tosh. And so just like any other day, you head there. Um, it, it's a pretty normal day. It, the railroad guy hasn't sent these people back in, in a few days a few weeks even maybe just a survey but they haven't done anything to break ground so you're wondering if maybe that was too good to be true did you actually meet this individual who said he could save um save it save the kids and so you go into the orphanage hey tosh
2: hey mr lucian
1: did you uh do anything fun today
0: she like kind of like leans in she's like
2: stole some chocolates from out of the chocolate jar again
0: you and then she holds out her hand and she has she's like I saved you one but it's kind of melted because like it's been in her pockets well you'd better just enjoy it um okay and immediately like upon permission she's it down and then she's got like chocolate on her around her mouth and maybe a little on her teeth as she's talking to you
1: can't do that It's, it's you know stealing is wrong
2: but it's so good. It's just a little piece of chocolate,
1: right? But if you take an extra piece of chocolate, that means one of your friends here, doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You See? So what are you going to do to make it up to him?
2: I guess I guess I'll give my cookie at dinner. Somebody who can have it. Yeah, I think that's good. What you doing today? What's What's you done know, with your chores already? Yeah, um, I still have a lot to do that I wanted to come see. Ooh, next next week I have I have a game. Like, they, they're letting us go out in teams and, and play fantasy soccer.
1: I love fantasy soccer. I played fantasy soccer when I was your age. Um, really? <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, what do you think that you would do
2: if I wasn't around? I would just wait till tomorrow, Mr. Lucian. What if... What if I couldn't come back tomorrow, either? I'd just wait till the next day, Mr. Lucian. What if I could never come back?
0: And she kind of looks at you, just confused. Like, kids don't get that, you know? Like, the the concept of, of forever. And she says, Well, you wouldn't do that, Mr. Lucian. You love me too much. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, scene I guess. <laughs> Is there anything else? Or uh, so you you po- kind of ends there. I, I think that's actually a good way to draw it back. Um, maybe he doesn't know how to how to how to handle that. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation as uh, as Lucian.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just what do you say to her? Um, she's already lost her parents. She's living with this this anxiety. that her her new home that she's just now getting acclimated to is going to be taken away from her and her only friend is this awkward priest who in order to to keep her and have her some stability has to leave now so he he can't tell her you know because he knows how much it's going to hurt and if he can make that not
0: be real for one more day. Than he's going to excellent. So that it kind of pulls back, um, and then the, so the last scene we're going to have is it, it's been a couple days since you've told um, Tasha about this about you know or had that conversation. She doesn't know that you're yeah. leaving. She and probably has perhaps even forgotten why you asked that. You I- know. And you're in your room, and you've been up for a few days, probably just exhausted, waiting and waiting and wondering. And the day comes as you're you're sitting in your room, uh, and you have your your room is dimly lit, and you hear that see that light, and you hear the knock at your door. I come in, and so same gentleman comes in, sunglasses still, and he says,
1: um, if, "I don't want to interrupt, but." I never asked your name.
0: I'm Agent Triad. Thank you. Uh, are you prepared? Are uh, right now? This was the deal. You would be ready when I'm back, and so I really just asked out of a formality. But you've got to be ready. I've got to be. So he holds up this device, um, kind of a small cylinder-esque device, red light on it, and he presses a button. You see a bright flash, and that's where we're in the episode. Cool. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you love Lucian as, as much as I do. I haven't really been able to talk to Shane, saw a whole lot about this character, and so a lot of that was, was I'm guessing, a lot of improv. That's going to be real good later. For me, I was real good. Look, I'm trying to say that you did a good job just improving. Even if you hadn't thought about it, I loved it. Um, how do you spell his name for the fans? Uh,
1: L-U-C-I-E-N.
0: I-E-N. And when I when I said fans, what I meant was for your DM, because I had it as... The DM. Me, cool. Me. Uh, anything last you want to say about Lucian before we for sign off here?
1: Uh, I hope people enjoy him. Um, I, I I I love my my sweet my sweet candle boy. My sweet <laughs> my sweet chain smoking candle boy.
0: No one holds a candle to him.
1: Nope. Uh, he's he leaves the rest in his smoke it's dust. It's waxy. Smoky, waxy, smoky, smoke dust. Uh, You you want to hear something funny? Mm -hmm. Uh, This is kind of off topic, but I think people enjoy it. Uh, I almost interrupted you before the show even started. We did, we did, we we did. You did the three, two, one countdown before we said mark and record. I went, mark (laughs) what?
2: <laughs> I almost like, we up. go.
1: Uh, oh. That was stupid. I, but I was just like, <laughs> oh, oh. Devin talks now.
0: Yeah, I don't know if people love it or hate it, but I say to that, I love it. Who cares? Who
1: cares? It's me, Tony.
0: Okay, it's me. We, we gotta get out of here before. we Love you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.